0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Mary and Tom Show. I'm Tom. And I'm Mary. This is our show. Today is the 15th of December that we're recording this. You're going to hear this a few days later. Today is the last day of our Holland Day sale. So we've had this sale where every one of our games has been available at a discounted price for the last 15 days. It's gone pretty well for us. It's been a very good month. Some of you are still waiting on your orders. There were a lot of orders to get through for our friend Steve at Blue Panther, who is our printer and does the fulfillment. He also had a power outage uh, one day this week that put him a little bit behind, but he's on track to try to get caught up, get everything out. It might even all be out by the time you listen to this, unless your order contains table battles. As we mentioned previously on the podcast and as we mentioned on the website, if your order includes table battles, we don't have those bits yet. We're not going to fill your order until we get those bits, so... We're still waiting on those. We have an order with six boxes of wood bits. One box contains table battles bits. And we had received one box uh, of the six when we last recorded the podcast. Now, on last week's Sunday, a second box came. And it also did not have table battles bits. So we had two out of the six boxes and are waiting on the other four. Now, those other four were kind of in a, a tracking number limbo because the tracking number we had for the usps was not showing up on their site uh, still wasn't showing up on their site as of this morning and then this afternoon two of those boxes turned up in detroit so two are should be arriving soon they may or may not contain table battles and then the other two boxes
1: are still, are still in, limbo.
0: In, in limbo uh we're pretty sure they're stateside because the report they all were shipped together and they all arrived in new york together but they're not actually showing up in the USPS system with the tracking number until they get to Detroit, which is frustrating. Hopefully, those other two boxes are coming soon, and hopefully, the Table Battles box is gonna be like box three, the next box that we get, so we can then get those all put together and send out to California, and then Steve can put them in the Table Battles boxes and that he has ready with the the box and the rule book and the card. Just waiting on those wood bits, and we'll get those all out to you.
1: It's weird with the um, tracking number, because DHL had a number mm-hmm. that they gave USPS, and USPS never showed any of those numbers until you contacted them. Is that correct?
0: Well, what it was is the, the other two numbers, the two, the two boxes we got already, they showed those up. numbers must have showed up like the day they were delivered or the day before they were delivered, not the time when I checked previously. Which is why I reached out to USPS and said, "Hey, I still have these four numbers."
1: Yeah, but it's just screwy with the numbers because USPS is really good with that.
0: Yes, you know. I'm, I,
1: I'm wondering if it's something on DHL's side.
0: I don't know. It could just be wherever they arrive in New York, you know, the airport or whatever. They just kind of parcel it off or something. I'm I'm really not sure how all that works.
1: Well, I'm glad they found them. Yeah. Two of them anyway. I still I, have two outstanding.
0: Yep. I I will say that. You know, I hear a lot of people complain about the post office, but really, our experience with the post office has been pretty positive. They, they haven't really lost anything of ours. Uh, knock wood.
1: The U.S. Post Office is really good. We've had international customers who've had a lot of problems with their um, postal service. That where it can take a month or two before they get their game and, and or their order. Their their order will just sit somewhere in a mountain of packages before it's delivered um, out to the local post offices and then it gets delivered to the the various addresses but that's not the way the post office is over here they're pretty good I mean it takes two to three days to get it from California to Maine I complain about our mail lady sometimes but she's she's actually pretty good I, I mean she's she was out there struggling today through the snow, especially in colder areas. They they, they go through a lot. It's hot in the summer. Mm-hmm. It's so cold and sometimes very snowy and icy in the in the winter. And they're out there delivering mail every day. So um, yeah, I'm
0: yay post office.
1: Yeah, yay post
0: office. Speaking of snow, I'm a little upset with you, Mary, because I'm pretty sure you ordered yeah, the you snow. Ordered it. Because I did not order the snow. The
1: kids said you ordered it.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Because there, there was a cause we're we're because we're Detroit, so it's Michigan. There's snow in Michigan, uh, pretty much all year round, and uh, it just it was a lot of snow, and I was kind of used to there not being snow. I will say the snow doesn't bother me as much as it used to. Because a year ago, when I was driving an hour every morning to go to work and an hour every evening to come home from work, the snow was just. Uh, really distressing and really stressful. And we don't really have to drive anywhere unless we want to go somewhere and it's not going to be an hour. So
1: Your last winter there wasn't bad. It wasn't too bad.
0: It was bad enough.
1: This winter <laughs> we're getting bombed.
0: Yeah. So we were out shoveling the last couple of days uh, trying to get the sidewalk clear, the driveway clear and the apron clear and then the snow plow comes by because we're in a suburb of Detroit, and every street in our city, every single street, gets plowed. Not just the major roads, but every like residential street, every cul-de-sac gets the snow plowed, which is great, makes it easier to drive on once you get out of the driveway. But all the snow piles up, forms this this barrier. It's like a it's like a you know a a a rightward column shift. Uh, uh, entrenchment at the, uh, apron of our driveway. So, so, you know, the back over that is, is kind of difficult. So, and then shoveling it is difficult because it's really heavy and super packed.
1: Yeah. And, and today the, plow, which is a huge truck with, um, salt in the back and they have a, um, a salter on the back so it can spray the salt. He went back and forth, back and forth in front of our house. And, of course, every time he backed up, he packed the snow down, and then he'd go over it again with the, um, the plow and threw up more packed snow into our driveway. And then back he'd go, and he'd go forward again with his um, plow and throw more packed snow into our driveway. So Tom had a terrible time.
0: I think he kept doing it because you were yelling at him. <laughs> I mean, you were inside the house. He didn't.
1: Yeah, he didn't hear me.
0: He, he but maybe he did because oh. he kept doing it. I didn't see him doing it in front of. Uh, he What's didn't the do it in house? front of anybody's house. It was no. our house.
1: It was it, anybody, Everybody else was fine. <laughs> it's just our house. Just he our decided house, he was right going to go forth. back and forth.
0: Well, we got that dugout though, so yeah. Uh, so winter. I'm not. I'm I can't
1: not complain about them coming around. No, plowing. I I'm I'm fine with that. It's just going back and forth with the plow and It's our driveway that gets that packed snow.
0: <laughs> I remember when I was living in Detroit proper. So I actually went Yeah,
1: they don't plow there.
0: Yeah, they uh they don't plow in Detroit. And when I was living there, I did not know that. And I asked my my landlord like, "Hey, when when are they going to come plow the plow my car out, plow the snow?" He's like, "What? are you talking about? That's that's not a thing that happens here." So, um I was very relieved to to move back to to a suburb just just for the snowplow cuz it it really makes it a lot more convenient, a lot easier to get going where I need to get going. Mm-hmm. Um
1: yeah, when my mom was in the hospital one time during the winter, my dad he he, he wants to go downstairs, Okay. He insists on going the back way through Detroit through Detroit's side streets. This isn't even something like Michigan Avenue. These are back streets to get to the hospital. So we're driving down the street. The snow is up the side of the door. If I had not been behind a truck that was making huge ruts in the snow, I don't know if I would have gotten through. Because they don't plow. And that snow just keeps packing and packing. And you could hear it crunching mm-hmm. under the car it was i mean not under the tires under the car
0: i mean our roads in michigan are bad enough without snow on them so putting the putting the snow on just no it's yeah so we've been kind of staying indoors uh other than shoveling uh the past few days and you know we're stopped up on stuff so so we're good there and I've been doing a lot of play testing, uh, a lot of testing on the second Supply Lines game, which is the Southern Strategy. Having already done the first game, I solved a lot of the fundamental problems when I designed that first game. So I was able to kind of build on the, the foundations of that, creating the second game. So it's moving fairly smoothly. There are some major differences uh, because the War in the South was quite different than the War in the North. The players have fewer resources available to them. You have fewer units and fewer supplies being generated each turn. And as a result, each player's position is a lot more tenuous. Something that a lot of people seem to enjoy about the first supply lines is that it's very tense, and your decisions matter, and it's very fragile. And this one takes that to an extreme. It's kind of comically fragile, which is something in common with a lot of my designs, Uh, so much so that there was a a game that we released not too long ago, uh, and people were like really surprised at how fragile it was, and I was like, have have you played my games? Because this this is my whole kind of shtick. So this is a game where you have to be very careful. You have to be bold and decisive, but you can't make a mistake, because if you make a mistake and the other guy sees it, you're done. And I'm really excited about this. And it's really exciting for me as a player, as a designer. So uh, that's moving along quite nicely. Uh, you have a partisan element involved, which is going to influence what supplies uh, you can generate. There is a naval element. And there is siege craft. This is a very, very important change in the game. You occupy a city or a fort. And enemies occupy two adjacent points then that city is under siege and at that point your ability to move is severely restricted unless you can lift that siege if you can't lift that siege it's going to drain your resources every turn into your out of food cubes and once you're out of food cubes your army's going to surrender so i think that about wraps up for today anything else you want to tell people mary bye everybody okay bye everyone